the most entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to LA Talk Radio, your real talk station, 24 hours of commercial free programming. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Log on to SeanTGreen.com and click the Amazon link to support The Green Room today. And now, live from Sherman Oaks, California, host of The Green Room, Sean Green! All right, everyone, welcome to the program. We're doing it live here on L.A. Talk Radio. Welcome to the Green Room. Feel free to give us a call at any point in the program on the Legal Zoom Self-Help Legal Hotline, 323-203-0815. And uh, make sure if you log on to LegalZoom.com and you purchase uh, one of their fine legal products, like a trademark will and LLC, make sure you enter in green in the referral code at checkout to get the Green Room discount. And uh, I think it's very apt to mention that because Robert Shapiro, one of the founders of LegalZoom, one of the founders of LegalZoom, this is um, (laughs) the 16-year anniversary of the O.J. Simpson chase. So in your head, think about that when you're you're searching around for legal products. Hey, Robert Shapiro, he got O.J. off. What can he do for me? I don't know if that's LegalZoom.com's official slogan, but think about that when you're shopping around for legal products. And I'd like to welcome onto the show my main man, my left-hand man, Logan Lystico. Logan, thanks for being on the show. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. You want to put the mic down a little bit? There you go. All right. And uh, we have a uh, very special guest, comedian, uh, actor. You know him from Comedy Central and from a lot of commercials, John Huck. John, thanks for being on the show. Hey, thanks a lot, man. <clears throat> no problem. I don't know what I did wrong when I was booking the show, but back-to-back weeks we've had Chicago comedians after the Philadelphia Flyers managed to lose to the Chicago Blackhawks. Last week it was Andy Kozell, who's also from Chicago, yeah. and then this week we have John Huck, who's also a Chicago native. So what was it like as a Blackhawks fan finally getting to experience the Stanley Cup? Uh, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. I uh, like I haven't, been a, I haven't been a hockey fan my whole life. But uh, neither have I. I met uh, a buddy of mine. I met a guy on a, a shoot I did, uh, Mike Nelson, and we were talking. He was huge into hockey, and he's a White Sox fan, which I guess you can't really hold against people anymore. But um, <laughs> John's a Cubs fan. <laughs> but uh, but I, we started talking. We watched a couple of games. I was like, man, you know, hockey's actually a really good sport to watch. And that was like middle of last season, and the Blackhawks did really well. And then I followed this whole season, and then they went to the Stanley Cup, and I was like. Oh yeah, this is good stuff. Perfect time. I to like get this. I like this a lot. I kind of, I kind of had a similar progression in that I always watched it with my dad growing up. Not, not a ton. I've always been much more of a football fan. But then, especially um, this past Winter Olympics with the USA hockey team, I started getting into it. Yeah, you that got helped. the HD TV. It was wow, hockey's exciting. And then I started following it a little bit towards the end. And then once the Flyers were in the playoffs, started following them. I'm like, oh, man, perfect time to get into this sport. Exactly. I got my T-shirt. I was on the bandwagon. Oh. And then, uh, of course, it fell off the bandwagon. Well, well, what are you going to do, right? Well, my question there is, why did you feel the need to mention HDTV? Are you showing off? <laughs> right. I You're live like, a, I have an awesome TV. live a lavish lifestyle. <laughs> it's not even my TV. It's my roommate's TV. It's a really nice TV. But I feel like high def brings something to the hockey experience that you don't necessarily get in standard def. All Makes sports. It, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, all sports. 
Yeah, it really makes it a lot better. It makes it easier to follow the puck. It, it makes hockey that much better. You can yeah. see the missing teeth from far away. <laughs> exactly. So what have you been up to, John? I know uh, you got a, uh, you're going to be taping a stand-up comedy special July 1st at Room 5. You're going to be taping a CD, and I, you're going to be headlining Downtown Comedy Club tomorrow night. That is correct. Uh, tomorrow night, Friday the 18th is tomorrow, right? Correct. Yeah. Yes. I will be at the Downtown Comedy Club on uh, 5th Street and uh, be headlining that. And then on July 1st at Room 5, I'm just recording a CD for uh, iTunes, basically. Nice. For, and then you're going to distribute it through iTunes? Yeah, it'll be for it'll be for, it'll be for sale shortly after I finish recording it. Now, how how do you go about recording the CD? Do you just set up one mic? Do you set up multiple mics? Well, is it one set? Do you do multiple sets? You know, I I tried I tried recording a CD earlier this year at uh, Lestats down in uh, San Diego, which is a great venue and a and usually has a great audience and. I was uh like I think I was just too nervous or not into it or whatever the deal was it just came out sounding real bad so I was like yeah I'm not turning this over to anybody no one's gonna be able to hear this and uh talked to my buddy Mark Franco at Room Five and he said we could record there and I using I just finished a movie about uh, a couple weeks ago but on that shoot was uh, a sound guy who's a really good nice guy and uh, said that he would record it for me so he's gonna put two I think two or three mics in the audience nice Mike get a good me, mix. And then go through some kind of soundboard. Right. As that's well. what if you're if you're not into comedy at all, you don't understand that getting the audience reaction really is huge. It, yeah, it's, it's a big part. It of makes it. or breaks the whole thing. Because if you can't hear the audience, it sounds like an idiot up there talking to a right. wall. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. This if you've is ever the if thing. you've ever watched this, a stand-up video where the audience is edited out, it just see. Oh my uh, God, it looks like they're in, they're bombing insanely when in fact, oh, those jokes are funny. But even as a comedian, you you need that psychological trigger of oh, hearing. Yeah. We're just programmed as humans. Other people are laughing. Okay, I should laugh. You can't. You can't escape that. Yeah, it, it sounds really awkward if it, if the audience isn't mic'd. Now, what what movie were you working on? Uh, I shot a movie called Garbage. Um, it was a low budget feature, but uh, really good. Good cast. Uh, great director. He also the director's name is Phil Vulcan. He also wrote it, uh, and uh, he's been trying to get this movie made for a few years. I auditioned for it like a year ago, and I was brought back in four or five times, and then finally got it, and nice. uh, worked with a lot of good people. What kind of a character are you playing? I play, uh, my character's name is Abbott Smith, and uh, I play a garbage man in Beverly Hills, and my partner, uh, who's played by Jed Reese, who's in um, The Ringer and Galaxy Quest, and uh, Chris Isaac Show and a bunch of other stuff, but uh, he plays, we find, we're garbage men, and on our route, we find uh, Cuba Gooding Oscar. Cuba Gooding Jr.'s Oscar in the trash. Okay. And uh, it's kind of like his, this kid's, you know, Jed's his character's name is Lenny, and his head blows up, and people are interviewing us, and it's about your like 15 minutes of fame when you're really not famous and you didn't oh, okay. do anything. It's like so. All right, you're a garbage man. You stumble across his 15 minutes of fame. Essentially, what are you gonna do with this? Right. He ends up going kind of insane. We part ways and then get back together, and it's a whole. It's it's very it's very well written. It's very it's very funny. It's not uh, hangover slap knee slapping. I peed my pants funny, but right. it's, it's definitely funny. And um, like Michael Madsen is in it, Daryl Hannah. Wow, sounds like uh, you got Billy a good Baldwin. cast. Ooh, yeah, it was, a, it was a, they all play themselves. All the main people like that play themselves, but they're very they were very nice. It was a very good experience, very fun. Cool, man, looking forward to that. Well, you mentioned 15 minutes of fame, and I couldn't help but uh, transition over to this clip. I don't know if you're familiar at all with the Jersey Shore cast, but I feel like everyone is at, at this point aware of at least a couple of the characters. You know, Mike, the situation. Uh my brother works on that show. Really? As a, a tech assist. But um, I 
only know their names because I can't avoid it. I've tried. I haven't watched one <laughs> second of footage of the show. I've never seen right, it on it's, TV. It's become but ubiquitous know, in pop culture. I know there's a guy named The Situation. I know there's a whore named Snooky. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> it's funny. I don't even know if necessarily she's a whore, but it's just when you name someone Snooky, she's just, a whore. She's okay. got to be a whore. <laughs> yeah, there's she no avoiding no, it. There's nothing you can do to she not be a whore with that me, name. She seems to me. I have seen the show. She seems like a wannabe whore, but nobody wants her. Who is a what is a who does who wants to be? I'm a she's, wannabe whore. She seems like a moron. I think really she. Weird. I think some yeah. some people go into whoring for the attention. They appreciate that kind of. Oh, hey, look, it's the whore. And then yeah. there's a guy named Polly D, right? Polly D, yep. Jay Wow, she was actually on the show, and she called in. So. Oh, so they listen. Good. Yeah, yeah, they're they're huge fans. <laughs> they're huge fans, I'm sure. But anyway, Mike the Situation put out a rap song, and I I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, play some some of that for you. Hmm. <laughs> oh shit, we got a situation. And we're five well, seconds uh, in, and he's, he's already sorry. mentioned the situation. Oh, shit. We got a situation. W- w- oh, man. The chorus, I don't even know if you can call it that, but uh, wait till we get to that. What's <laughs> the situation? I, don't, I, I guess this is the chorus. Situation. Mother F you looking at? Get a DJ, get it in like that. Grab some ass, drink some yak. I ain't give a shit till I get my cash. So I think we get uh, what's going on there. Ah, my ears are bleeding. <laughs> I, I think I would use that as an example when anyone says to me, rap is a better form of music than classic rock or <laughs> rock and roll. Or I would just say, uh, <laughs> not fair, evidence A, Mike the Situation. But that's yeah, what I'm that saying. Yeah, that does not count. Even even like Vanilla Ice would laugh at that, you know. Yes, he would. <laughs> Vanilla Ice would turn his nose to this. But I, But to be honest... The the thing is, when you have instruments and you have a band, Mike the Situation can't put out a song because he doesn't know how to play an instrument. That's the beauty of being in a band and playing goddamn instruments. <laughs> when you're just yelling over a computer program that you set up in your fucking uh, Apple computer and looping beats and stuff, anyone can do it. So I feel like it takes away from the art form. Not that it's, you know, legitimate artist's fault, but what, what's your take on that, John? Shout out to Wax. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm with you, man. I, I definitely prefer uh, rock and roll music played with instruments. Uh, however, uh, there is definitely good hip hop. There's right, good R and B. There's good, you know what I mean. But that is. I don't mean to. I don't mean to bring it down as an indictment of the entire. Genre, no, but. no, no, right. But I mean, just like whatever's passing is pop music today. Like people say things to me, and I don't know. Like I thought Lady Gaga was a dude for like I like for a long time. Like I was I I honestly really was like. Oh, okay. It's some tranny that wrote, and then that's so too. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, that's great. Good for. Well, it would make sense. Okay, why would a someone with a, a decent looking body? Why would they cover up their face? Oh, okay, because they have a very square jaw or something. Obvious, a strong tail, an Adam's apple, something. Right. They're hiding some masculine feature. Right, right. I just, I wasn't sure what was going. On. Like, I don't know anything about. I don't understand the stuff that's passing for like pop music like some like people always say yeah you heard this song I'm like no I've never heard that well how can you not hear it don't you listen to the radio I'm like yeah but not whatever station that's on yeah. like how yeah you throw on KLOS classic hits 95.5 dude I like the sound too I like <laughs> 100.3 that's, that's a good station some good local stations I, I I'm pretty much out of touch I feel like with a lot of stuff but occasionally I'll get I'll get sucked into certain songs I, I gotta be honest that um, this newest song from Katy Perry California Girls 
It's a huge. Have you heard it at all? I have not. I have not. Okay. Well, I don't. I don't have a clip of it of her singing it. But basically, <laughs> she. Uh, you know, it's it's like the ultra poppy song. It almost seems to the point where it's like a parody of a pop song. Snoop Dogg's in it. Katy Perry <laughs> is really really good looking. And she's totally naked in the video. It's a. Uh, it's like a Candyland theme where at one point she's taking uh, whipped cream and shooting it out of her breasts. And then at, at one point what? it gets really crazy. She takes – if you've ever watched adult pornography. Well, what? I, I have kind. not. A <laughs> she takes – She takes – kind. <laughs> it's, the, the visual image is just so obvious what they're trying to go for. She takes the two cans of shaving cream above her head, one in each hand, and just and like just shooting it. Giving herself a doing, money shot. <laughs> doing the motion – uh, it's it's highly erotic and yes it's it's poppy and it's trashy but when a chick's hot like that you're just willing to put up with so much stuff but I <laughs> I, I was I was looking up the, her video online on YouTube and I'm like oh yeah this is awesome and the great part about YouTube is they'll link you to other other related videos and I stumbled upon this video which it's someone else doing a remake of it and this YouTube user I'm not making this up this YouTube user's name is Fat Gay Kid. So here's here's fat gay kids hey man, take my, my, on my brother sent in a, a <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor John's brother. Hi, guys. It's Johnny Jenkins, a.k.a. Fat Gay Kid, singing California Girls for all of my fans. <laughs> Does he have fans? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. He's probably got... But it's weird. People don't understand with YouTube, you can just be... Like a cat can his head caught in a sweater, and it's like three and a half million views. You put out these weird videos, and... Well, for whatever reason, people start clicking on it, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I have a fan base. It's weird. A fan base doesn't isn't fans of you, ironically. I, I think that's what that we have to explain to the that's YouTube generation. That's a good point. That is a good I'm point. I'm a fan of the Grateful Dead. You're a fan of the Grateful Dead. I it's am. earnest appreciation for their music. Yeah, we're not mocking it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, we don't, we don't log on and go, look at this dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, Jerry Garcia calls this a guitar solo? Yeah. Yes, I'm sure tons of people watch your videos. <laughs> That's why I have this song on 90 different bootlegs. <laughs> exactly. California girl. Uh, you gotta listen. His laugh is, oh man, is it hilarious. For all of my fans, <laughs> this is not for haters or people who don't like me, so if you guys don't like me, then stop watching my videos. Okay. <laughs> I know that I'm an amazing singer. All of my friends and fans think so as well. <laughs> Greetings, loved ones. Let's take a journey. <laughs> now this, he literally is a fat gay kid. He's got to be 14 years old. He's got that... You've seen the movie, Billy Madison? Yeah, yeah I've heard of it. <laughs> I've seen it. I, I have a limited movie reference, but Billy Madison, where he goes... And the kid goes, I, yeah. Billy, I can't wait till I go to high school. Don't and he <laughs> gets yeah. down on one knees and he's shaking the kid's ear yeah. and the, the little neck flap is flapping back and forth. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, man, that kid's head is just round and fat. Picture this kid with maybe five years on him and a flaming homosexual and much fatter. <laughs> and this, and he's, he's lisp singing it. That's what I, uh, I coined a term, lisp singing it. And he's dancing on screen in it. It's very entertaining. I'll give you a little more of his audio. Oh, here. please. I know a place where the grass is really green Warm, wet, and wild. There must be something in the water. Sipping gin and juice. 
<laughs> it's it's ruining the Katy Perry version because the Katy Perry version, the chick is smoking hot, and then you're watching this and just this <laughs> gay kid going side to side, you know, cutting in and out of frame. Underneath the palm trees. <laughs> oh god. So yeah, That's if you so if you're a fan, and I guess he's got a ton of videos. All he does is cover chick rock uh, songs like that. Oh. So if you want to look up more videos from Fat Gay Kid, make sure you check him out. He's that's that's nice. I'm gonna die alone and nameless, and Fat Gay Kid is gonna have a cult following and it does be more recognized than all of us. As as guys trying to really make a name for ourselves in show business, when guys like that, like Fat Gay Kid, I don't know, maybe he has artistic uh, desires, and maybe he does work really hard, and he tries to expose himself emotionally, and maybe. he's got this artistic soul, but. For the rest of America, or for the rest of people trying to succeed in show business, when you see guys like that, I don't know, being successful or getting into ten, it, it it boggles your mind. It makes you want to kill yourself. It is mind-boggling. <laughs> it's just like, what did, what did I do money? wrong? Well, but it's weird. Just fame has, has totally turned on itself where it used to be fame was, okay, you're going to be famous because you're great at singing. You're great at dancing. You're great at making people laugh. But now it's just it's fame has turned into shame in that – you're such a shameful waste of life human that <laughs> everyone knows you, who you are now. I will we give all you a point and laugh at you. I will shower you with attention. I will I will click your video. I will like your video. I will encourage you. Yeah. Where did we just as a nation we've just become sarcastic assholes? How did that happen? I'm you know blame the internet. Yeah, I will I will blame the internet because it allows all of us to like. You know, put ourselves out there and hey, these are the videos I made, and some of them are very funny and worthwhile and worth watching. And some of you like, you should never have held a camera. You shouldn't be talking. You should just go <laughs> right. home and hide under the covers until you die. Right. I guess the internet is dangerous in that it 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 gives people this idea that their opinion matters. No, your opinion doesn't matter. <laughs> and I know I know that sounds weird. Me hosting a <laughs> online talk internet radio show radio where show? I an internet radio show where I give my opinion. I'm the exception, obviously. <laughs> I'm go I'm t- calling out all the rest of the shitheads who have thousands of subscribers. I'm I'm an interesting talk radio personality. We all realize that we all know that i'm in the i'm in the top 15 rated podcast on the podcastfan.com which you can vote for once a day without registering <laughs> i don't know i don't know how how official that source is but i'm entertaining god damn it i'm interesting and not in it yeah sometimes it's fun to laugh at me i'm fine but I, at least i have the idea that i'm in on the joke at some point yeah <laughs> well said. god damn it <laughs> Show business r- really makes me angry. Show business. Well, uh, quick, we'll uh, check in on the score here. It's 60, L.A. Lakers, 61, Boston oh, Celtics, 729 left in the game. And now uh, we were talking sports earlier there. Come down to the wire. Who do you uh, who do you like in the NBA Finals? Uh, me? Yes, I want to. I wish both teams could lose this particular Finals. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of hearing about it it's all like i went to i went to the grocery store today it's like two kids are in an aisle talking about it you go to the next aisle two ladies are in the aisle talking about it. i'm like i just want it to be over and right and i really don't care who wins there's gonna be a riot in la no matter what it's exactly. worse it's, it's gonna be a worse riot if they win you know what i mean like they'll go more crazy people will go more crazy if the team wins if they lose they'll be like ah screw it we'll only push over one cop car and then they'll all go home and set trash cans on la really is it's it's for for a town that has won a lot of championships, they're just so spoiled, and it, you don't appreciate it at all. The, everywhere you walked around today, everyone was wearing Lakers shirts and Laker flags. Homeless around. people and, had Lakers shirts on. And that's that's fine. 
if it's the start of the playoffs and you do it every game. You're waiting till game seven of the NBA Finals to break out your Lakers shirt? Come on. you! F- I know this is a town of phonies, but come on. <laughs> to wear it, well, at least rock the shirt game one of the NBA Finals. Give us give us some hope that you're a realistic fan. Yeah, I, I, I can't... Uh... It doesn't, you know, the people that that grew up here or in this area or Southern California or within a 2,000 or 200 mile radius, I, I understand them being Laker fans, and it really doesn't sure. bother me. But um, even those fans, they they've kind of just been used to the idea that okay, yeah. the Lakers are good, oh sure. whatever. It's like a Patriots fan; they're just expecting to be in the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? But yes. then you got the people from like Illinois and Michigan and Indiana that live out here right. now. They're like, oh, Lakers game is on, and you're like. Why? Why do well, you? Well, right, and it's it's a showbiz thing too. It's like, oh, hey, yes, yeah, stars that's... are stars are hanging out. <laughs> Speaking of stars, I, I don't know. Fat what... gay kid. <laughs> <laughs> fat gay kid. He, he said, uh, hey, actually, fat gay kid had the Celtics in the points. I don't know. He also he also <laughs> does a he also a does a sports handicapping blog. I figure check it out. It's uh, called FatGayKidsPicks.com. Make sure you check that out. Are you being? You're kidding, right? No, no, no. I mean, yes. You're yes, kidding. I am kidding. <laughs> it's like, wait, he does a sports blog and we didn't mention this earlier? Um, What'd you say it was called? FatGayKidsPicks.com. I'm, I'm sure so. I'm sure that's already taken. It probably is already taken. By, by some, fat by some, gay sports guy. Yeah, picks sports. I'm sure there's a unique market. It's like the Bears rundown today. No, not the Chicago Bears. The, the, the fat Silver gay Lake guy Lake Bears. Bears. <laughs> Silver Lake Bears, actually. We actually like the Chicago Bears and the under in uh, today's game. Snoop Dogg. And Donnie Wahlberg challenged Dana White and um, who Chuck else? Chuck Liddell? Yeah, I forget. It's some stupid Hollywood bet where they put up forty grand for charity. But anyway, I, I just – Snoop Dogg commenting on anything in pop culture always fascinates me. So this is Snoop Dogg talking shit after game six. Yeah, what up now, Mr. Wahlberg? Game six was a wrap. We did that, so you got to come back. I love how Snoop Dogg's t- totally on, but we did that. And I don't yeah. think Snoop Dogg was boxing out anyone that No, game. he's made some shots. I saw him take a free throw or two. Yeah, he, he helped out a little bit. You can see me one more time. Game seven. Y'all couldn't finish this off. What y'all did was gave us a new life. Now Gasol is on, Bottom is on, Kobe is right, Artest is hidden. You understand what I'm saying? It's going to be what it's going to be. Game seven, we don't lose at the house. I'm here to escort you, Boston Celtics. Up Celtics. Yeah, he was. He he wrote that line. He was like, "Okay, gotta work Celtics in, because they're they're tricks, they're hoes." See you and wouldn't wanna be. <laughs> That's oh, my favorite line. He's literally using lines <laughs> you used in third grade. But Snoop Dogg, oh, it's 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 fly, man. It's it fly. He brought it, but see you wouldn't wanna be ya. <laughs> my mom said that and it was lame, but now that he said it, it's, it's back. Badass. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you twist a little chronic, you say, see, see, you wouldn't want to be you, and all of a sudden, oh, yeah, Snoop Dogg, yeah, that's cool, man, that's real interesting. I'm rubber, you're glue, whatever you say bounces <laughs> off me and sticks to you. Ah, uh, Snoop Dogg. Well, that, as much as I complain about the uh, Los Angeles Lakers fans, I gotta say they're much better than any sort of World Cup fans, or, as a, as a guy... You know, people get on me about not giving soccer a chance, and I, I try to give soccer a chance. I try to watch the World Cup games. Have you watched any of the World Cup? I actually love the World Cup. You are? Yeah, I okay. do. I like it. I like it a lot. I think it's very entertaining. Very. See, I can't watch any other kind of soccer. I can't watch MLS, because it's like watching arena football. Yes. So you watch. I can watch Euro Cup or World Cup soccer. Now, see, I, I think I'm just against the idea of soccer as a whole. Maybe I'm worried that it's going to infringe on football, but I, I've, <laughs> earnestly, I've earnestly tried to give it a chance. I've, I like the idea of nations competing. I like that. I like rooting for America in every, any sort of competition. But you, you turn on the game. I'm like, all right, 
I'm gonna strap in. I'm gonna try to enjoy this. I'm gonna embrace. I'm, I'm trying new things. <laughs> I'm opening my mind. I'm doing European stuff. Blowing I turn on dudes? the game. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I turn on the game. You start watching the game, and then the background. You hear this? The entire. Yeah. How does this not drive everyone else crazy? <laughs> That's well, a good I was, point, actually. <laughs> Goal! I get, I get it. It's it's their culture. Well, it's you know they were talking about out banning those horns already. They've talked exactly. about it. I like that. I was trying to. I was I was one of those guys I, on Yahoo message boards. I was like, let's ban them. <laughs> but then I felt I would feel guilty if I didn't watch more of the games if they ended up banning them. Well, no, nah, who cares? I mean, it's. It's annoying. It's part of their culture, whatever. You know, you can make the argument that, you know, we have face painters and shirtless fat dudes in American football, and other people look at that like, why do you... What was that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you ever been to a NASCAR race? Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's the same thing, you know what I mean? It's like... All right. Well, but I feel like at least the NASCAR race, the annoying sound, is part of the action. This is just created by fans. Yeah, I, well, what I don't understand is... I don't remember these things from the last World Cup. No, because I guess it's a South American thing. These horns are South American. Where are they using those in their everyday life, though? Like, hey, dinner's ready. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Hey, guys, you want to go over to the bar? Are the Little League games, like, you know? (laughs) 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 All right, here's here's what you could do. At least do this. At least mix it down. Can you can you mix it down? I know I know there's a there's an audio engineer there getting crowd noise. Can you at least mix it down, John? I feel like can I can I at least get that concession as a man trying to embrace soccer? Yeah, I mean I, I you know if I were you, I would turn the TV all the way down because you're not. I mean are you but really wanna... listening to what they're saying? Do you really know the yeah, names of the players? True. You know what I mean? So you play some music in the background and watch a soccer game. Right. Boom. There is there are obvious solutions, but I like <laughs> oh, sorry, I, I like, I like be being angry. All right, well then turn it up really loud <laughs> and throw beer cans at the TV. That's what I that's what I'll do. I'll turn it up really loud. I want I want to try to get into it. I want to hear the announcers. I want to hear when they say stuff's good or bad, so I can try to figure out what the hell's going on. Well, I, that's that's good that you're actually. Uh, Giving it a shot, you know what I mean. I'm trying, but like, then I also I also complain, and my roommates who are into it. They, I think they're pretty annoyed by my my half effort, but I, I'm I'm giving it a shot. Well, I I think another reason it's not more widely accepted in America is because of the tie. Like we like people to win or lose. Like that's how we like our sports. There's a winner and there's a loser. And that's a and, fair and way to like I, sports. Of course it is. That's what competing is all about. You know what I mean? You're either gonna win or you're gonna lose, but you're gonna grow from it. <laughs> we'll right. Say. It is. It is weird. I did a show at um, the Britannia Pub on Tuesday, and it's a English pub in Santa Monica. So they had a lot of, you know, some English guys and stuff hanging around. And I was I was trying to talk shit about the World Cup, oh. but I was saying it like, yeah, we're America. We tied your ass. It's weird, you, you know, because they were so using. bad. Or I mean, they, that goal was so atrocious that yeah. they let in, but it still, it was a one-one tie. I, I don't have any leg to stand on. Yeah, except that. I mean, you, you you each get equal points in the tie, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't. I, I also tried to look at the bracket on ESPN.com, and I was like, oh, okay, we're done. Like <laughs> it was like I don't I, like I don't where all that's going. What round we're in? I think we're still in round one, and we're in like group C or D. By the way, I asked my my boss is really into it, and he was explaining the whole brackets to me, and I think I asked him what uh what if the last two teams tie. And he was just like, that's never happened. 
And I was like, well, how many really? World Cups have there been? Like, 50? no, I think I think <laughs> it could in still the happen, right? in the group play or whatever, when you're still in your brackets, I think they allow ties. But then there once has it goes to be a shootout, right? Well, once it goes to the tournament, then they have two, I think, 15 minute overtimes, and then they have a shootout after that. Oh. So once it gets okay. down to the actual tournament, then they then they have like some sort of uh, tiebreaker and stuff like uh, that. But leading up to there. But all those tiebreakers, that's all sudden death. Like, if you play an overtime, a 15-minute overtime, then whoever, the first person to score wins the match, right? No, no. There's two 15-minute overtimes, like a whole thing. You play out, as far as I know, you play out the whole uh, overtime period, and then it goes to a shootout if it's still tied after that. Wow. So, we have that to look forward to. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of England fucking up, of course, everyone's been talking about the BP oil spill. And, um, you know, these uh, these oil executives are trying to get out in front of it. But, it, I mean, it's it's really painfully obvious when these guys don't give a shit and then they're trying to. Here, here's an example. We care about the small people. I hear comments sometimes that large oil companies are, are greedy companies or don't care. But that is not the case in BP. We care about the small people. <laughs> You, why would you care about small people? You're a fucking giant oil company. As a small person, and granted, I have a very successful talk radio show, but <laughs> as a small person, I don't want you to give a shit about me. You're an oil company. You're supposed to be some nameless entity that drills oil that gets into my car. I don't. That's you don't have to care about me. I, I buy care. your gas. That's the end of the relationship. Yeah, you don't care about them personally. No, yes. (laughs) I don't care about the big oil companies. I just don't want them to fuck up the entire Gulf of Mexico. So then I have to hear about it from all these whiny environmentalists. (laughs) I would have liked no comment rather than... Yeah, that sounded really... That was like the worst person. Well, right. I mean, had as a spokesperson. <laughs> Not that you would expect oil companies to have great PR. They're, they're, generally, their their PR is, hey, we get you gasoline as yeah. cheap as we can, and we're gonna make a shitload of money about it, and you're gonna turn a blind eye because your entire society runs off it. So you're, we got you by the nutsack. Yeah. I, you know, and people are angry at BP, and they should be. They they fucked up. It, it looks like they totally took some shortcuts, and they deserve to be punished. But let's look at the reality here. What uh, what are you gonna do? Okay, I'm I'm not gonna buy my oil from British uh, BP. I'm going to get my oil from responsible oil companies like Iraq, (laughs) like Iran, like Saudi Arabia. Everyone that's involved with oil, they're not good people. That's the nature of the business. God, dating back to like oil tycoons and whatnot. Right. They're all evil. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, when you're making that much money and you you have the consumers by the balls, it doesn't breed compassionate no, people. it's like a drug dealer. Right, exactly. You're still going to buy your drugs, you know what I mean? You're not, right. It's not like... Do I want to buy a cocaine or buy cocaine from some uh, Colombian drug lord who's killed a lot of people? No, that's not idea, but <laughs> hey, if it's there and whatever happens, happens. You <laughs> that's know? how I have to get the cocaine. That's how I'm getting it. Right. I need to go places. My car needs to run. My heart needs to beat out of control. There's things <laughs> that needs to happen. You just sweat while I think. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's... It, and people are just – I love how just people are just angry. They don't even really know what they want BP to do. They're just really angry, and they they want a lot of results, and they're not – they're mad at uh, President Obama for not getting angry enough. It, what The guy's trying to do stuff. I, I, what's did, your solution? Did you don't you, have one. Did you see the – the like the guys from BP were in front of Congress or whatever it was, and then the Texan yeah. who apologized? 
who was like, I'm really sorry. I don't. I'm really sorry about this uh, Obama shakedown. Like trying to get money from you. I consider this a shakedown. And then he he said uh, he was like, I at the end of his whole thing, he was like, I don't want to live in a country where even if you do something wrong that's legitimately wrong. That's like his exact wording. He's like, I, you shouldn't have to be part of a as I call it a shakedown. Yeah. And, and all like, you can see, you can feel like other Republicans like trying to scooch away from this guy. Like, how do I get away from this nut? That's crazy. Like, uh, oh my god! It was so funny when yes, it was. Um, yeah, now he's backpedaling, of course. Oh, I didn't. His mean, name, I didn't want to live in this country. <laughs> his name is Joe Barton. Now he just apologized for his apology oh, about jackass. the oil, and of oh. course it came out. Surprise, surprise! This guy got twenty three thousand dollars in campaign contributions yes, yeah. from, from British Petroleum. Oh man, how does? Oh, don't. Oh, you're pulling the wool over my eyes. Yeah. I don't understand how politics works. <laughs> the, the only way we're going to fix politics is obviously if we get corporations out of financing. I really think we need public financing. You get to be – okay, you run for uh, whatever smaller office, you get a chance to run for a bigger office. Okay, set caps on how much spending and have it – finance publicly so that we're not held by the balls by these goddamn corporations because i I mean even this apology this guy is okay so it's so blatant that what they did was wrong but this guy still felt the need to stick up for him imagine situations (laughs) where it's it's more of a 50 50 call you know like oh okay maybe i should let them drill maybe i shouldn't it's kind of a toss-up do you, you what side is he gonna weigh in on yeah, the side who gives him the most money. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and it, it, it feels like you're just slamming your head against the wall, repeating the same stuff that we got to get the money out of these goddamn politicians' hands. But I don't know. It's I their do job know- to do that, though, ultimately. <laughs> it's their it job? Sucks. No, yeah, no, Logan. The only ones that you know what their job is? Their job them. is to represent this great country that we live in, all right? Right. That's By their job. obeying our wishes, but they're... It's they are the ones with the power. They they're not gonna do it. Not if we do something about it, Logan. We're gonna start a revolution right here. The Green Tea Party. We're starting it. Well, I gotta get out of here now. So uh, <laughs> you, guys, you don't want to be a part of the revolution. You guys have your revolution. I'm gonna go watch the Three's Company marathon. <laughs> now, well, that's that's the general attitude of the nation. Hey, we don't want <laughs> yeah. we don't want to be a part of the revolution. We don't want to follow Sean Green. We want to listen to Sean Hannity and watch Three's Company. We don't care about America. That's the attitude I hope you're of happy. the nation. You pull any of the people in the nation. They say, I want to listen to Sean Hannity. I want to watch Three Company. I don't want to download Sean. Show because I'm afraid of the truth. That's what's wrong with this country. <laughs> That's oh. what people say. Uh, I definitely. It's not because I'm afraid of the truth that I don't download your show. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I love it. I would download. Sure, it it's okay. Now I'm wounded. No, 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 no. I'm serious. I, I, all that false bravado, and you took me down. Reality. No, 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 no. It's no. cool. Uh, L.A. Lakers 70, Boston 64. They Come on. 438 remaining in the fourth quarter. God damn it. Spread was uh, seven points, so we're uh, we're hanging right on that spread there for you gamblers out there. The spread was Nutella. We also uh, I'd like to remind people that wow. in uh, 15 minutes we'll be having oh <laughs> just got that Sorry. Yeah, we'll be having uh, Stud Manley call in to do his uh, very very good uh, movie reviews. Stud Manley is that very, his real name? Stud Manley. Uh, no, that's not his actually Christian name. It's Studdington, actually. <laughs> right, it's it's short, and uh, so he'll be calling in to do that. Speaking of, uh, we've been talking a little music here. Now this is, uh, they were playing this on the Stern Show, but it was it was too good to pass up. 
R. Kelly. You're you're familiar with R. Kelly. Right? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, he pees on people, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's That's weird. At, at some point, R. K., the peeing on thing isn't even necessarily the weirdest thing he's done. He's been involved <laughs> in some odd stuff from that whole mega opera he did about in Where the closet. Where he just said things. And yes. I'm like, went to the cabinet, and then he had a gun. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, that was awful. You know, there's a midget in, in the mix. But, but then yeah, he just says really that. There's a control. midget in the cabinet, and then I had a gun. He's got a gun. Like, <laughs> See, what is this? See, that's, that's what's hilarious. weird. Like, okay, fat weird. gay kid, it's obvious. You laugh at him, blah, blah, blah. But R. Kelly, the guy has a legitimately good voice and is occasionally you know, put together with good production. I don't know if he produces his own stuff. But the guy has, has some ability as a vocalist, but then still can't help himself but to do these insanely crazy stuff. So this is R. Kelly putting out a song called Real Talk. Basically, well, I'll let, I'll let R. Kelly speak for himself. I decided to do this shit, uh, Real Talk, on YouTube because... <laughs> I think it's a great song, you know what I'm saying, even though it's a lot of profanity in it, but the profanity represents uh, just how real shit gets when you arguing with your girl. <laughs> so to recap, the profanity represents how real shit gets when you're arguing with your girl. Basically, the premise of the song is R. Kelly just yelling at his girlfriend <laughs> on the phone. Shit, you know what I'm saying? So I did it on YouTube, but I'm going to do this shit for y'all on YouTube. Mentioned YouTube like 10 times. Yeah, he's oh, right. starting to sound like something's wrong with him. I'm going to take me a shot. <laughs> oh, Logan, there's a lot wrong with our Kelly. <laughs> starting to sound. Of course, we got the stogies jumping off here, so. <laughs> we're going to be real, man. I'm just going to be real. We're just going to roll to film, and we're going to do it. I'm doing this for the fans that I know around the globe. They love real talk. Yeah, yeah, real talk coming at you, R. Kelly. Wait a minute. Calm down. I was at a club with who? Uh, the visual here is he's hanging out in a cordless phone, getting his hair braided. You know, <laughs> the entire song is just him yelling at his girlfriend. I was really thrown off by the fact that first off, R. Kelly isn't on a cell phone. R. Kelly, we know you love cell phones. I just had that feeling that R. Kelly loves cell phones. There's no way he's sitting at home on a cordless phone. Get the fuck, <laughs> man. You know what? Girl, I'm not about to sit up here and argue with you about who's to blame or call no names. Real talk, see, girl. Only thing I'm trying to establish with you is not who's right or who's wrong, but what's right and what's wrong. See, now he's, he's still kind of on the rails right now. He's he's doing a little song. Okay, it's it's a story about love. It gets a little crazier. Real talk. Just because your friend say she saw me at a club with some other bitches. Other <laughs> bitches. Smoking and drinking and kicking it. Tell me, girl, did she say there were other guys there? <laughs> did she say there were other guys there? <laughs> were there other guys there? <laughs> yes, there were. <laughs> Kelly. I feel like responding to this song. Yeah, you know, you's right, daddy. Oh, Kelly, there were other guys at that place. I, I know <laughs> I shouldn't be a trifling ass bitch. I'm sorry, honey. Take me back. Yeah. Well, tell me this. <laughs> How the fuck she know I was with the mother girl? <laughs> when the whole club I feel like this whole song is just him taking care of personal business with one chick. I, right. I, who does he surround himself that says yes? Yes, I like this idea. Let's get into the studio right, right. away R. and shoot this shit for YouTube's. R. <laughs> oh man! Oh damn, money girl, is you tweaking? Is you See tweaking? See what your problem is? You're always running off at the mouth, telling your girls your motherfucking business. When they don't eat with us, they don't sleep with us. Besides, what they eat don't make us shit. Real talk. <laughs> you call my mama's house and what? <laughs> 
Oh man, black guys, they always got to call it, bring in the mama somehow. What? My mama don't got to screen no calls for me. Yeah, what? <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like some sort of weird accusation where he doesn't want her calling and he doesn't want to have to involve the mom to screen the calls. R. Kelly seems to live a complex life. That's all I can say about her. Oh yeah, yeah, it is really a puzzle. <laughs> God. Good beat though. Yeah. No, no, none of it was catchy. That's no, not at all. Yeah, and R. Kelly. Not even rhythmic. It's not smooth. There's nothing good about it. It's it's very bizarre. That's what I'm saying. It, it's I understand when other people like Fat Gay Kid, they they go on weird, crazy tangents because that's all they got. But I feel like he has a sense of beat and a sense of rhythm and just, just chooses deciding to not it. to use it. Yeah, he chooses to look the other way on that. He decides, nope, I'm gonna do my own thing, and I'm gonna. I'm going to just crowbar in this personal argument, <laughs> and I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure that this chick knows she fucked up. And I'm going to put it on YouTubes, and I'm going to make sure everyone knows about it. I don't even know. Well, at least he didn't uh, auto-tune himself. Right, that's that's the thing. The guy's a legitimately decent voice. All right, well, speaking of legitimately voices, this guy is the voice of our generation, at least when it comes to cinema. I'd like to welcome onto the program Mr. Stud Manley. Stud. Yep. No, here we go. God damn it. All right. <laughs> oh, stud, stud dropped out. He should be uh, calling right back. Um, real quick, though, I'll play this. You've heard of Ashley Madison, right? Uh, it's a website where it tries to hook uh, people up with... Oh, they're already you know, married or something? Yeah, they're already married. Yes, yeah, it's a it's a cheating something. Basically, a, yeah, a website that promotes infidelity and adultery. Well, I guess that's angered up some people, and they've they created like a basically a rebuttal committee called My Marriage Matters. Like have an affair? Infidelity can save your marriage? These are the messages AshleyMadison.com and other affair-focused websites want you to believe. However, at MyMarriageMatters.org, we don't believe Ashley Madison is correct. <laughs> I'm Ryan Hill, faithful husband, loving father, <laughs> oh, traditional American who values marriage just yeah, the good way for you. So join me in saying no to Ashley Madison. And yes to your marriage. Sounds like he's blowing things up. I was gonna though. say, what's with the explosions in there? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He, but he, uh, he does seem to. I, I just I love think, the end there. Where he's like, "My marriage matters <laughs> to you and me." <laughs> like, what? No, to, it to me, not to me. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. If my marriage is on the rocks and I'm on edge, that's the last guy I want to talk to. Is right. Some smug douchebag. <laughs> honey, honey, he's don't just... walk out the door. This uh, regular traditional American who loves Christian values, he wants to stay together. <laughs> Well, I'm I bet. a loving father and faithful husband, and I can help you. <laughs> fuck you. Get the fuck <laughs> Get out of my face. That's the last thing you want is someone totally happy with their marriage. Well, I'm happy to have this man on the program, Stud Manley. Sean, is that you? You got it, Stud. Let's. Uh, sorry, some trouble with the phone there. Let's. Uh, let's get into no, your movie fine. reviews. Okay, well, first of all, I might be a little low on energy tonight. Uh, oh, okay. I'm a little depressed by the Lakers. It looks like they're going to... Uh, win the championship oh. tonight. I guess you don't know. They're like five points up in the yeah. last two minutes. Yeah, we're checking the score here. That's a bummer. Yeah, it's very dep- You know, and it's not so much that I hate the Lakers. It's, uh, you know, Kobe Bryant. I don't really, really appreciate him as a person. You know, he has that raping problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a problem. But, you know, but on the bright side, okay, you know, it gave me an idea 
you know, about making a, uh, you know, writing a script for a new film. Oh, okay. You know, in this movie, you know, it's going to be like a comedy, you know, really, you know, like a screwball comedy or something. And it's about, you know, Kobe O'Brien, he goes on vacation, <laughs> you know, and he's going to go to, like, you know, Colorado, you know, just so he can go rape some women over there. Right. But but the problem is that Dirk Nowitzki, you know, Dirk Nowitzki, you know, yeah. he plays for the Dallas Mavericks. He's a German, right? Everybody knows that. Yep. Well, he... He talks Kobe Bryant into going, you know, to Colorado with him, you know, so he can, you know, get laid. But the only problem is, you know, when they get to the hotel room and Kobe Bryant is raping that lady, you know, that maid, and, you know, in the hotel room, Dirk Nowitzki turns on some David Hasselhoff music, you know, and he starts urinating all over Kobe Bryant and that lady, you know, because that's what Germans do. They like to urinate on other people. Yeah. And then, you know, Kobe Bryant says, hey, you know, hey, Dirk Nowitzki, Peeing all over me and this lady, I'm right there. <laughs> what do you think? That's pretty good. Idea. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously there's a couple plot things you need to work out, but you, you definitely got a starting <laughs> point there. Yeah, we, we can you know get together, work out a pitch. You know, we go to your, your agent, you know, my sure. agent, your agent, whichever one, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll pass it around town. Now, what okay, about uh, the, some films you've actually seen? Did you check out Night and Day? Were you able to review that film? Well, I'm, you know, I'm not going to see that movie. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. But, you know, and it's, it's a movie, you know, you're familiar with it. It comes out in a week or so. It's starring Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's you know Tom Cruise is supposed to be like some super sexy, you know, spy. You know, he's all super cool and all super sexy. But how are you supposed to, you know, suspend your disbelief about Tom Cruise being all super cool and super sexy when, you know, in real life he's a Scientologist and they're forced to masturbate with... E-meters connected to their testicles. Oh, man. Well, yeah, I guess that's a secret. Yeah, it's hard to uh, buy into the romantic connection when you have that in the back of your head the entire time. Exactly. I knew you would understand. <laughs> and, and another movie that's um, coming out in a week or two, and I'm, I'm sure you won't see this movie because you're a sophisticated person like myself. And who's with you there tonight, by the way? Oh, we got uh, comedian John Huck and Logan, of course. Oh, Yo. oh Logan, how you doing? Good. Mr. How about Huck, yourself, Stan? Logan, how you doing? Uh, Twilight Eclipse, okay, this is the, the third in, in this ridiculous franchise. This is like the worst franchise of movies of all time. And the problem with these stupid Twilight movies is that they're so unrealistic. Yeah. Okay, like, <laughs> these movies are supposedly based in Washington, mm-hmm. okay? But yet, you know, Washington State, yet there's not one character, you know, I haven't seen them, but I can guarantee <laughs> you there's probably not one character in any of these movies who is an obese lesbian. Yeah, well, yeah, that's not very. That doesn't seem to be very accurate of the Washington land. Uh, their and demographic. That's true. And another thing about Washington <laughs> State, you know, they're talking about these werewolves have been living out there for like hundreds of thousands of years. But yet, have you ever heard, you know read a newspaper article about a French Canadian having sex with a werewolf in Washington State? No, I haven't. And then my, you know, case closed. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> right. It is. Uh, yeah. There's not. It's. Uh, yeah. How do they? How do they expect us to believe that this Twilight Eclipse is actually happening? That's some good detective work. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now were now, you able? Were you able okay, to check ahead. out uh, any of the? Um, I know Toy Story. I've seen a lot of uh, promotion for Toy Story oh. Three. What's your take on Toy that, Story Sud? 3. Toy Story Three. They dropped the ball on this movie. Okay. This is the third in the Toy Story series. You know, and the first one was overrated to begin with. Now, this one is supposed to be, you know, Andy. He's the boy from the first one. You know, he's supposed to be like a grown-up Ph.D. or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
Now, the first story you're familiar with, you know, Andy was like a little, you know, a little sissy boy, you know, playing with his toys and everything. But in this one, he's supposed to be a PhD playing with his toys. Nobody wants to see a movie like that. Right, exactly. So what it did, it gave me an idea, okay, it gave me just this wonderful idea in my movie, though, but I'll change, you know, the title or, you know, some like Toy Story 4 or Toy <laughs> yeah. Story 3 and a half, so Disney or Pixar didn't try to plagiarize. Yeah, you know, exactly. But in this one, you know, Andy, you know, he's going to be like a PhD, but he's, gonna, he's still going to be still a big sissy, you know, and he's got all his toys and everything, but then he buys a new toy, you know, and but this toy, you know, it's not like Woody or those other toys. This toy is like, you know, an anal dildo, okay, all right, okay, you know, and at first, you know, Woody and all those other toys, you know, they try to, you know, let that new anal dildo toy, you know, feel welcome and everything, and they, and they sit around and say, hey, you know, you smell like poop, you know, all the time, hey, why do you smell like poop, you know, but then they start getting jealous, you know, because, hey, you know, Andy doesn't play with him anymore, he's always in the bathroom, you know, with that new toy, so one day Gumby, you know, and Gumby's going to be in my movie, I don't know if he was in the other one, and he's going to slide under, you know, the bathroom, he's going to look in there, and he's going to see Andy shoving that anal dildo up his, you know, bottom, you know, and he's looking at pictures of Richard Gere, you know, and he's making funny faces, you know, like that, so Gumby tells Woody and those other toys, hey, you know, what's going on, so then the other toys say, hey, let's get out of here, you know, and they decide to move to Michael Jackson's house because they heard that Michael Jackson has lots of toys, you know, and lots of little kids over there to play with those toys. So they moved to Michael Jackson's house. But then when they get to Michael Jackson's house, you know, there's like anal dildos in every room over there in that place. You know, they say, hey, here we go again. And then the first night they see, you know, Michael Jackson, you know, he's shoving a dildo, you know, an anal dildo of Macaulay Calkins, you know, cute little butthole, you know. You know, so then those, you know, those, Toys, they say, hey, if you can't beat them, join them. So they hire some elves to come in there, you know, to convert them into battery-operated dildos, okay? But unfortunately, wow. as soon as they get converted, you know, Rosie O'Donnell oh, and man. Paula Poundstone come over, and, you know, they see those dildos, and they say, hey, let's show these dildos up each other's vaginas, and they show those dildos up each other's vaginas. But unfortunately, they forget, you know, they remember they need to, you know, go see their adopted children and get us some ice cream, and they forget to take those dildos out of their vaginas and those dildos are still in their vaginas. <laughs> well, stud, I think that's a good place to go out on. I appreciate your movie reviews. <laughs> Sounds like a very fascinating film. We'll be uh, stay stay tuned, audience, for that, okay, that feature film. Okay, Toy you. Story 3 Bye. and a half. Thank you uh, once again, as always, Stud Manley, movie review. Thank Thanks, so stud. <laughs> All right. Did, did he actually review anything? Or? No, it's, no, it's unclear whether he actually sees films or not. <laughs> okay. But, uh, Logan, you want to take us out with a haiku? Let's do it. The NBA riots. TheFatGayKidsPicks.com. R. Kelly pissing. There we go. Well, and uh, John, beautiful. thank you for uh, sitting in on the show. Where can people check you out online? Uh, right now, i got a website up, johnhuck.net. Um, it's going to be johnhuckcomedian.com soon, I think. Uh, but right now, it's johnhuck.net. Uh, I'm going to be uh, headlining the Downtown Comedy Club tomorrow night, Friday night, and uh, taping a CD for iTunes July 1st at Room 5. Okay, thanks again for coming on the thank program. You, and thank you, audience, for listening to The Green Room every Thursday, 8 o'clock, L.A. Talk Radio.
Thank you for listening to The Green Room. Don't forget to check out SeanTGreen.com and click the iTunes link to subscribe today. Also check me out at DocumentaryLabel.com.